this episode, Tyler rejoins Dude and Brett fresh off his trip to Mexico. Will he have a new short story to share? Even better, we discuss all this while working our way through a few different expressions of the Blantons. Find out which ones and how we rank them on this episode of the Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and help support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I'm Duke Poor. I'm joined by Brent Ryan. And today he is back. Tyler Fisher. Yes. Hey-o. I've been out of the house. That was the sexy intro I wanted to hear right there. So, uh, Tyler, buddy, you're here. Ugh. Sadly. I, I mean, let me ask you this right out of the gates. You went to Mexico. Any, yeah. sh- any short stories? El Mexico? Um... Any, any, Mo- any Montezuma's revenge? Yes, definitely. I'm, it's still going. Uh, really? It's still really? going. Yeah. So it didn't hit you right away. No. But since you've been home now. Since I've been home. Interesting. Yeah. Now it's not. Uh, now it's really kind of any any food I have like just goes right through you. Kind of. Yeah. Liquid liquid exit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's more of like gas than anything. Like that's the biggest thing. And with, I with some it, spray, a little ocean spray. Yeah. And, and I don't want to trust anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, you're at my house now, so Any, don't trust it. Yeah, anything that like is remotely like, oh, that could be it. I'm like, can't trust, can't <laughs> trust. But uh, really, really funny. Um, my you're coming out of the gates hot. Today. I thought I was thinking the exact a coworker. Same thing. So we had a we had a long drive from Guadalajara to uh, San Luis, and it's probably three and a half hours. And man, maybe halfway through, I'm just bubble gutting it, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh bubble my gut. god. And so he was like, hey. Do you want to pull over and does anyone need to go to the bathroom? I'm like, sure, yeah. And uh, we both go in there, both go to stalls, and it was just like neither of us held back. It was like, it was battle shits. It, but it was it was 95% fucking air. Yeah. It, but it was like, just back and forth. And I was in tears. Like, I was trying not to fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious because both of us just didn't give a shit we're like we had to we had to just clear whatever was in our system there was so speaking of that like I didn't have the, the terrible shits my gut was a wreck in Iceland just because it was like a different place I was eating weird food but a lot of the bathrooms over there are co-ed yeah. so you walk into a there's just one bathroom with all individual stalls so unisex yeah yes like you, you and, and I sex yeah absolutely okay. And like they're they're better than American stalls where they don't have like where they stop at like your knees. Yes. Yeah, the, the doors they're go like all a, the way. They're like an yeah. airline or a fancy steakhouse. Yeah, uh, yeah. like the stall. pearl, like, like the, the pearl. pearl. They're, yeah. yeah, they're like that. But oh, they're, so it's a separate room for each one. Um, or is it or is it a, a bathroom with separate stalls? It's a bathroom with separate stalls. So not quite like the pearl. Oh, gotcha, yeah. So you gotcha. walk into a bathroom and there's separate stalls. And like it's it's thin like particle board between the but two. But whatever, at least you're not seeing. No one can hang some toilet yeah, paper you underneath like, the bottom like of the like spare a square type thing. Spare a square. Um, and then like it's just like you know one sink like when you walk out. But, but easy to create a glory hole if needed. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. 
But yeah, like while I'm in there, like, you know, obviously like taking a dump and whatnot. And I'm like, man, I wonder who's beside me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, what I mean? you're thinking about yeah, while you're taking what a dump. What else would you be a... thinking about? Well, so it was new to me. So I'm not like a well-traveled European. You know what I mean? So it was just like it was new to me have these like unisex bathrooms. Hmm. Huh. And I'm like, hmm. Well, just be happy you weren't at an Italian uh, rest stop at, along the side of the highway. It's basically two spots for your feet and then a hole in the ground. Oh, I think it's like that in India too. There's or a few places like yeah. that, but but Italian rest stops mm. were notorious for that. And so you know, in Italy, when you're going to a good bathroom, Just whether if, toilet, no, whether there's an attendant out in front of it mm. taking tips. So like it's very common for for an attendant to be outside of the rest stop in certain like nicer rest areas. You go in, use the bathroom, come out, and you you tip the attendant. I always know? hate that. Like those not weird... not like an American, but in the American ones, like I this hate is that. this is a full on job in other countries. How would you like, like that in America? Like where you're the guy and they're just smelling everyone's farts all at, night long at a rest area, at a rest stop. I would more than happy, yeah. be more than happy to pay a rest stop attendant if that meant the rest stop was clean. Yeah, because oh, most rest sure. stops are just just a, yeah. a train wreck. Yeah. 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 So, what do we have on the list today? We haven't talked about anything, have we? Just farts. I know we talked about it last week. What we were doing? Yeah. This week we are doing a Blanton's episode. So Tyler has a Blanton straight from the barrel. I have a Blanton's gold, and then I also have a regular Blanton's. We're going to go through those three. Jeff was not able to make it tonight. He had a Japanese Blanton's. Yeah, and, and, and another straight from the barrel. Yeah, I think a European. No, he had a Japanese and a straight from the barrel. Is what he had. That's it. I yeah. thought he had a Polish one. Maybe no. That's you're Jason has Jason. that Polish. We had that Polish one from. But him. Chris also uh, the flying Buckeye was not able to make it, and he also had another straight from the barrel. We had a pretty good lineup set for tonight, but two people had to cancel. So it's still a decent lineup. No, though. it's a good lineup. I mean, if if you're into Blantons. <laughs> All right, so we've got standard Blantons. Uh, this is uh, available to the three of us here. It's already poured out, Tyler. So grab your bottle or your glass, I should say. <coughs> Uh, Brett, grab, grab your glass. Let's do some sniffy sniffs and uh, get into this. This is from uh, 2021. This was dumped on September 14th of 2021. You take that one. It's a little heavier. Um, it is 93 proof, such as all regular Blantons. Blantons are all single barrels. So I don't know if a lot of people know that, uh, but they're all single barrels. Which, the original single barrel. Yeah, so they're all single barrels. Um the interesting thing is, like, store picks are single barrels, too. So that's kind of a, an interesting thing. Um, but uh, while you guys start nosing, and then w- when we come back from the nosing, I'll start Ooh, to give like a little bit of, I'll give a little bit of uh, history on Blanton's, and uh, we'll get into that and talk about it a little bit more. This is mm. a classic bourbon, like a, a vanilla caramel. The thing I like about Blanton's, I know Blanton's. No ethanol. Listen, Blanton's takes a lot of shit. The one thing I will say about blends is I've never paid more than retail for blends. Yeah. I've gotten them either at a, in here in Ohio. Even the gold. Well, I didn't pay for that. That was a gift. That was a gift. Yeah. yeah. So but the other one, the other one, the one I won in the OHLQ is actually retail. So yeah, that, so yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I think my first plans I paid over retail cause I just wanted one. I've never, so my first one, but it wasn't crazy. I think it was a hundred maybe. And by the way, shout out to uh stadium market. That's where you got your shirt from the barrel. Yep. Nice. Did they did they hold that back for you, um, or just let you know when it was coming in, or what? Yeah, yeah. I just 
just let me know that they had managed to get one and that's the nice thing about they the only non, had one that's yeah. the nice thing about the non uh like the ohlq yeah. like states like uh <clears throat> control states places like uh, michigan that are secondary type markets they can charge whatever they want they also can hold stuff back for good customers and stuff yeah. if they want to so that's kind of a neat thing about that if you build that relationship up with your you know with your liquor store agent or owner or whatever a lot of times you can get some things that wouldn't normally be, you know, coming your way. If you just build that relationship, shop at the same place all the time and uh, build up that relationship, talk to the owner, stuff like that. That's how most people get their stuff. Sure. Especially in the non-control states. Like in a control state like Ohio, they're not allowed right. to pull stuff back and hold it for people. They're just not allowed to do it. Um, if they do and they get caught, they can lose their liquor license. Sure. sure. Um, or be penalized or, or whatever. Penalized. Um, penalized they can be penalized. penalized what are you guys getting on the nose on this that's uh, but what i was going to say is the one thing blanton's takes a lot of crap because of the secondary prices mm-hmm. i personally think at 57 dollars, it's a and, good it's a it's a good bourbon agree so i will say i have not checked up on the secondary price a lot now the secondary price from the shelf price is going to be vastly different. If you see a Blanton on the shelf somewhere, you're probably going to pay 200 bucks for it. That's what I mean. But at the secondary, it's really only like most of really what I've seen is 100 to 120. Yeah, but but my point is is there's there's still worse. still not worth that price no. unless you're trying to complete your collection, sure. something like that. Still, but it's, or if you've never had a Blanton's before and you just want to get but it's, one. But it's no it's no it's actually way Better than like Elmer T. Lee, the markup of Elmer T. Lee, the markup of uh, that's the interesting interesting thing about all the Buffalo Trace products. And a lot of people complain that their pricing model is what leads to secondary prices because they're so cheap. Yeah. So I'll I'll say of of everything, I think Bland's is the least marked up when you see it secondarily. Potentially, I could see that. But it's it's more readily available than those other things, Mm -hmm. at least in Ohio. At least in Ohio. Yeah. Um, I mean, it comes out every couple weeks in Ohio at all of our liquor stores. Yeah. We get a lot of it. I think they end up in other states. They do. But that's just the way it is in Ohio. People come across the state or across the border and buy them and then sell them or trade them or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically, Blanton's. All right. Did you guys give any taste, any noses on this? Let me... It's, I gave nosing. Um, it, to me, it's a very traditional bourbon. It's very like caramel. Is this vanilla. a little? Yeah. Is this a little more floral than? I get. I don't get as much vanilla on the nose. Yeah. Which is when I know it's going to be a good Blanton's bottle. Is I get a ton of vanilla on the nose. Um, this is a little more floral. Maybe some caramel. Is that what you said? Yeah. <clears throat> so. I would say this isn't ranking up there for me in noses, you know? No. Taste, um, taste it, too. I will in just a second. I'm going to talk about this first. So, Colonel Blanton. Um, so, he's the guy this is named after, Colonel Albert B. Blanton. Um, he was the president <clears throat> of the distillery until 1952. Um, Elmer T. Lee was tasked with creating some new product, basically. And he knew that uh, Blanton would basically go in when they were housing or hosting dignitaries and and other important types of guests. And he would handpick bottles from these what they called honey barrels at the time. 
Um, so it was, and it, and it generally seemed to be from warehouse age, and um, and they would just bottle, you know, one barrel at a time. So as a tribute to Colonel Blanton, Elmer T. Lee decided to name the the uh, the new bourbon that he came up with Blanton's Single Barrel. So along with that tradition, they basically were picking barrels from warehouse age that tasted really good or what they called honey barrels and they would do a single barrel of each one so so because of that they will be there will be a little bit of variance so you'll you'll notice like a two bottles next to each other will be different vastly different sometimes like for example when we were at uh, aj's wedding the first bottle of blanton's we opened was just absolutely ridiculous it was a vanilla bomb it was so good we had people coming back to taste it because they were just like, holy cow, I've never had a Blanton's this good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember correctly, it was like a 2019 bottle date or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was older, it was older. sure. It was older. And I, I accidentally included that from my collection. If I would have known, I would have never. Like, Because yeah. that's just the 2019, 2018s. But we, it was a good cause. It was. It, it was, was a good cause. I know. In hindsight, like it was such a good – but if I would have known – if I would have thought about it ahead of time, I would have never included a 2019. I've got other 21 and 22s here yeah. only because, and this is why I say this, Tyler, is because the people that were at that wedding weren't going to be able to notice the difference. Right. Sure. You know, yeah. you and I, Brett, we can tell the difference, but I was, you know, not that it's wasted because they all thought it was really good. Sure. Um, but, you know, even uh, Todd Sarver from the mm-hmm. from the Cows group, came, he was at the wedding. Oh, nice. He came in and tasted that and was like, holy cow, this is a good bottle of Blanche. Sure. He couldn't believe And then he also tasted our uh, our uh, Middle West pick. Middle West oh, pick. Oh, nice. And he was like, damn, this is good. Nice. He couldn't believe how good that was. If we got the Todd Sarver stamp of approval, stamp I'll take of that. approval. We did. Um, so let's go ahead and taste this. What do you guys think on the, uh, on the, t- the palate? This is really good. I don't know why this is tasting so good to me. Um, oh wow, it, it's good. I, I don't know that it's within. It's not as good as the profile. It's it is, but it's not as it's not as probably not the right word. It's not as boisterous of a vanilla well, a bomb, you know, yeah. that you get from a good, good, good bottle of blends. This is a decent bottle of blends. What did I say this was? Twenty twenty one. I forget bottling. Um, what did I say? <clears throat> this is from yeah 21, 21. Nine, September 14th 2021 is when this was bottled so according to Jason from the Mash and Drum he claims that there are there's a lot of people that that say that the Blantons used to be 6 to 8 years and now it's more like 5 four, to 6 or 4 to 6 four to in six, some I cases what he said some of them yeah um which is crazy to me. Well, that is crazy. And and but it is noticeable. If you get some Blanton's bottles, you can tell they have a floral, like a youthful mm-hmm. kind of uh taste to them. And there's you said a floral note. On the nose. I don't I don't know that I get that on the palate though. This definitely is not as good as the one we had at AJ's wedding, but it is good. I agree with you, Brett. Now, full disclosure here, we had a as a primer, we had some Elmer T. Lee. This finishes longer than normal blends. That's Maybe what that's it is. I, I think like it. it is. Maybe that, I like it because be, of flinish. That could be the reason. Yeah. It sticks on there. How would you say this compares to the Elmer T. Lee we just had? Um, I mean, I hate to say they're comparable, but I'd say the Elmer T. Lee I'll inches I'll out that. for me. Yeah. Um, for well, sure. Well, I mean, it, but it's 100 proof for one. Yeah. yeah. And we always like it. 100 like proof is kind proof. of like our, 
you know, good, like it's a good starter barometer, like, you know, for, for proofs, I feel like, um, this is 93 proof. So it's close. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's 80 proof or whatever, but this is a a pretty good proof for a bourbon, especially for just something you're going to sip on or whatever. Um, I, I would never be upset. I don't know that I've ever had a Blanton's that I thought was a bad bottle. No, and I don't. I don't think they allow that. I'm the least Blanton hater of anyone. I'm not a tater. I don't go crazy no, for but it. You, but I, you definitely talk about Blanton's a lot. Yeah. To the point where even like you know Jason will say something like, "Oh, we're going to talk about Blanton's all night." You know that kind yeah. of thing. Um, no, I I feel. Um, I think I talk about it more in the sense of just defending it. You know, there's yeah, a there's a I handful defend it too until we talk secondary prices. Sure. As soon as you get yeah. out and generally speaking, when I'm talking about a bourbon, I'm talking about MSRP. We're a little spoiled here in Ohio yeah. for MSRP. Now we don't get everything. We don't get foolproof unless it's lottery. Yeah. We don't get twelve year unless it's lottery. We don't get pappies unless it's lottery. But yeah. when we get them, they're MSRP. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 sure those that have access to even better <clears throat> bottles can would have that and be like, why are we even talking about this? And I, and I get that in in the sense of context when you have an insane collection, you're probably like, but those people are generally paying more for those bottles. It, yeah. So in in that context, they could be sitting here thinking about blends and say it's not worth it. Yeah. And I know one, you know, another podcast, Buckhorn Podcast. For the five of you that may listen to that, <laughs> um, they talk about blends, rip on it all the time, and they say it's just not worth it. But I think it's a fifty-seven. Yeah, why would you not yeah. pay fifty-seven dollars for that? Right. I wouldn't. I mean, are there better bottles for the same price? Depending on your palate, probably. Yeah. Some old Forester uh, whiskey row series. Some yep. some of those things are around that same price, but, and but people sometimes, prefer those. Yeah, but sometimes those are a. Not a unique. I wouldn't say that you have to have a unique taste to like those, but I mean, if you like I know Old Forester's profile, right. you'll probably lean towards that. But if you're newer to bourbon, or you just like some, if you just want something that's a really easy drinker, you're gonna you're gonna choose that. This is a very non-discriminating bottle of bourbon. Yeah. So you yeah. think about things like this, Angel's Envy. Yeah. You know, like they're makers. Goods, yeah, makers or even uh like Woodford double oaked. Yep. Things like that that are very easy to get people in like in introduced and interested in bourbon. This is one of those <coughs> things, sure. I think. Sure. And and it's a cool bottle. It's in John Wick. Yeah. Well, and I think it's in all four of the movies. I think it it's, might be. I don't know. I know it's in Chapter Four, but it was like the Japanese version. It was a. It was a. Mm. It wasn't the regular label. Chapter Four, but, but it was definitely it's a, in. It's a cool bottle, right? Whoever the product designer was that came up with that, like kudos to you. I hope you got a giant bonus. No, it's a cool bottle. Um, it's it's a cool probably bottle. the coolest bottle in all of whiskey. Yeah, I'm trying. I was like, I was trying to think in my mind if there was something that I really liked. It's got but, a horsey top, man. That caribou crossing, I don't know. It's that's close, pretty freaking but, cool. But it's just a square bottle with a with a caribou on top. I'm kidding. And that's Tyler's favorite whiskey. That's why. I wanted to see if he was listening. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> JD keeps going, hey, I got some caribou crossing for you if you want to try it. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> you can take that caribou and shove it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, at the end of the day, we're talking about a single barrel. Yeah. yeah. Well, caribou is also Various. yeah, but but there's a lot of stuff that we, if you compare it to in price, that are not single barrels. 
True. It's a good point. Yeah. So so that variety, you're you're basically almost getting a store pick with every with yeah. everyone. Yeah. And which think about that. You're mm-hmm. basically it's like people go out of their way to buy Blanton store picks. And I'm like you are ready. Oh, you're every one of them's a single. It's like, but but we do the same thing with Russell's. Yeah, Russell single barrel is a shelfer, but then we go out of our way to buy store picks from you know bourbon enthusiast or from Mash, Mash and Drum, Drum or yeah. Mash and Journey, I should say. So I mean, it's not much different. I mean, we're we get caught up in that hype too. Sure, you know, uh, but I think that that's a little different for us because we know we agree primarily with Mash there's and Journey's more, uh, there's also, yeah. bourbon enthusiast palette. There's also more uh, fluctuation in taste, I think, with those barrels than, than these. Well, yes. And when I say I agree with that, but with the caveat of I feel like there's always that underlying base profile that's yes. there. Yeah, yeah, just like mm-hmm. Old Forester. And then they have – it's almost like they have uh, – um, Branches Branch, off yeah. of that standard profile, which I think is what pulls people to those things. Yeah. Like with a Russell's, you're always getting a similar Russell's base profile, but then some slight variation sure. to it, which is cool. Yeah, uh, Blanton's is kind of the same way. There's a there's a base profile to it. Vanilla to me, how much vanilla is there is what makes it Blanton's, in my opinion. A good Blanton's versus sure. a uh, air quotes bad Blanton's, right? That's how you. Yeah, if it's, vanilla, vanilla, it, I, okay. if it's yeah. a vanilla bomb, then gas station. Yeah. <laughs> station. <laughs> you said uh, let's, uh, fuel station. Let's do gold oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's do gold now. Well, let I me like finish. Gold. Let me finish my freaking regular. No, you got to save it to compare it. I don't have to do shit. Yeah, I can do. pour a, a little bit more if I want to. Mm. It's my. Blends. I saved a little bit, Tyler. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you I, well, so it's because I don't want to pour any more. All right, because you have to drive home. Yeah. So pour out some blends and fucking Brett. While you're no. pouring out, do I have to pour them again? I, I got a good story. You guys are gonna like. You're that. gonna oh. tell your story after I tell mine. Okay. In between the gold and the straight from the barrel. Okay. So my story. While he's pouring these out, two weeks ago I was invited with Mash and Drum to go to Oklahoma City and visit the Whiskey Vault, which is basically. Arguably the largest whiskey collection in North America, United States. Um, he claims he knows he thinks for sure top ten in the world. Wow, it's a bold statement. And he thinks at least top five in the U.S., if not the biggest. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big ass collection. Private? It's private. Now this guy, I was at his work office and he has a whiskey vault at the work office which is about a third of his his collection his collection 7500 bottles well how do you you have to have a catalog like a decimal system he has a catalog it's all inventoried and cataloged out and insured oh wow what's the proof on the the sing the gold by the way 103 yeah that's what i thought it's hard to read yeah it's gold on no label yeah yeah (laughs) um so, seventy five hundred bottles. Now, his. So this is the thing I didn't know when I was going. So I was invited to go out to help man the cameras and stuff. So if you're interested in this story, it's a pretty cool story. It's a. It was a really good interview. It's a two part interview. The first part of the interview was uh, Jason basically interviewing this guy. Uh, his name's Dwayne Poor. 
P O U R? No, but that uh, would have been I was great. like, how cool would that be? It was P O O R, but it P O U R would have been awesome. Yeah. Um so his name's Dwayne Poor. He lives in Oklahoma City and the first part of it is Jason interviewing him. They're sitting there drinking. The big thing about his whiskey collection is it's mostly scotch. And holy shit, he has some serious scotch. I'm throwing out numbers. I'm making these up, but I'm pretty sure they're accurate. He had some like scotch that was like barreled in 1897. Jesus. Bottled in like 1920, that type of stuff. Mm. Like that's the stuff he had. He had special bottles that were like two of in the world. Wow. That were like, they made it maybe for a celebrity, made a special blend, and thought, oh, Dwayne would like a bottle of this, and they send him a bottle. Wow. There have been distillers that go to his whiskey vault and have tasted things from their own distillery they've never had before. Mm. That's his collection. Wow. Like, he's going through his collection. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a $30,000 bottle. That's a $40,000 bottle. This is a... What does this guy do for that? He, that he bought for like two hundred dollars back in nineteen eighty nine. But now it's oh, like, wow. like seriously. I mean, crazy. Is, is most of his stuff from collecting before anyone did it? A lot of it is, but a lot of it is stuff that has been given to him from the distilleries. Yeah, like he. There's this. Uh, it's just crazy stuff. But yes, he buys stuff. He finds stuff, buys it. Um, he's got a. He's got a, a friend who's a liquor store owner. Who knows when something interesting comes in, he just charges it to his Amex and sends it to him. Oh, I, just, I Googled this guy really quick. It says his whiskey collection is worth, oh, several million. I thought it said seven million. I, it, it says several million it, dollars. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like $10 million. Yeah. Honest to God. I mean, the, 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 the whiskey collection at his vault was just a third of his collection, yeah. and it was insane. Like Jason, who is a huge Scotch guy is geeking out like he's looking through and he's like oh my gosh he has this and then he'd settle down and he'd move over a little bit oh my gosh he has this. like it was like it was constant i would have enjoyed watching jason it, like, it was getting really excited cool. and he did he got so excited i, I mean this was that. like his graceland and so he's sitting there and he recognized there was a brand there the first day we got to set up and preview this thing the second day we did the interview first day he's looking around and Dwayne wasn't there the first day, and he's like, oh, my God, they have a rose bank. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck a rose bank is, yeah, whatever. So it, apparently it's like a distillery that would de- went defunct in uh, 1993. And so he had some stuff from that. Wow. And uh, so he's sitting there talking about it on the day of the interview, and uh, Dwayne's like, well, and he just pulls out a bottle. And it's from um, a company that went and bought sourced barrels from them after they went out of business. So barreled in 91, and they bottled them like in 2005 or something like that. Wow. And so 12, 12 years after the company went out of business, they've, they're, it's kind of like you know uh, when Pappy or Julian Van Winkle is buying bottles from Diageo that were previously um, – Stitzel Weller, right? And releasing them as Pappy. So it's kind of a similar thing. They're buying these barrels from a defunct, you know, distillery, and then they're bottling them under their, it's like Signatory or something like that uh, brand. Sure. And, uh, but it was basically Rosebank. And so he just opens it because he recognized that Jason was as big of a Scotch fan as he is. So he was like, oh, let's just open this. And we're sitting there drinking this. And I don't like Scotch, but this was really good Scotch. Had a very, very fruity kind of Scotch flavor. Was there anything 
you like scotch more than I do. Oh, I don't like any Isla scotches. Yeah. That, that peat, I hate were, it. Was there, was there anything that you were like, hey, I'm not going to appreciate this? Yes. And like, I didn't drink it. Yeah. Okay. A couple things, yeah. One of them was like a Lafroy uh, 30 year or something it, like so, that. So he like, wasn't yeah, like, hey, just, just. I smelled it and I was like, nope, not drinking it. Mm, not drinking okay. it. Couple of them, yeah. There was a couple I mean, like that. Props sure. to you for doing yeah. Props that. to you, but I'm I'm also like I just I, I was curious. But if here's like, the thing: like, I was behind the it. scenes. I was not in the interview. I was not. Yeah. I was not on camera at all. So a lot of this was offered after, like in between type, you know, like pauses and stuff like that. He would hand it out to us, and there were a couple. I was just like, yeah, I'm not drinking that. Yeah. I just can't get past that peat, that iodine, that sure. uh, band aid tin you know, from growing up, that's what it tastes like to me. So I just, I just can't get past that. But there were some that I tried that I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And I'd nose it. I'm like, Oh, all right. This smells actually pretty good. And then I'd trade. I was like, damn, this is really good. Yeah. What about any, any bourbon? So this is his thing. He says he buys bourbon to sell bourbon to buy scotch. Okay. But he has Pappy flights from Stitzel Weller era. Wow. He has, I mean, he has crazy collection of, he, he has a crazy collection of bourbon, Yeah, but scotch is his main thing. Um, but his collection of bourbon is outstanding. Like the Orphan Barrel series, yep. he has all of them. He has like three or four complete sets of the Orphan Barrel series, yeah. including the, uh, what is it? Prophecy, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, bottle, which is basically stag. Yeah. And it's really? so like, yeah, like. Um, I think um, Jason was trying to get a bottle from him. If he's like, I mean, this guy, like, that's what he does. He's like, he'll sell it. And he's like, I have Pappy. And he's like, it's good and everything. But he's like, people are willing to pay ridiculous amounts for it. So I'll sell it to him. And then I'll go buy scotch. Sure. And so like his scotch collection, it's it's worth millions. You're right. 100% worth millions. It's wild. And so, like I said, a third of his collection was at, at this office, his office. And then his home, he has like a bunker and a speakeasy and then a warehouse outside of his house at another location where the rest of his, you know, bourbon or whiskey is is stored. And uh, so he says he has 7,500 bottles, 5,000 unique bottles. Jesus. 7,500 if you include duplicates. So like he's got a couple of like twos and threes of certain things, but unique bottles, 5,000. Wow. And he's got a whole bunch of one ofs, two ofs, you know, uh, that type of thing, like two of two, yeah. or or he's he's got some where he had two of five, and then he drank one of the two, Jeez. so there's now he has one of four. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so he funny. just just by well, drinking one of them, you know, he's now twenty five percent instead of you know. Think about 40. having that many bottles. There's, I mean, there could be things you wouldn't even taste. Well, like that's what he says. Things. He says, "Listen, his intention is to drink it, but at the same time, it's to collect it. And some of the stuff he buys, he knows he's probably never going to open. And it, and he is collecting it. And it so is what's an investment. His plan? I think it is to sell it at some point, maybe, or to hand it down. But like basically, at this point, I don't think he needs to sell it." I think he's at a point in his life where he's doing fine for himself and he doesn't need to sell it. But I think if he could sell it all for $10 million and then retire, he probably would. But I don't think he wants to. He he enjoys Enjoys it. He's had distillers coming over from Scotland to sit down and and do tastings at his vault. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. And because of that, he gets invited, or when he's in Scotland, they roll out the red carpet for him, and yeah. they start breaking into casks and you know doing what you would love to do at like Wild Turkey, or sure. you know where they just oh hey if Eddie Russell would come out and say oh Tyler you're here, let's go out and uh, into drink. this warehouse and and start drinking mm-hmm. out of these casks. Yeah, they you know. So when you sell that, you lose that. When he when. He oh yeah, his collection potentially. Yeah, potentially. But I think his name in the in the industry is at least in Scotland is well enough known that he could probably sell it all and then still be invited yeah. to do stuff. I mean, I can yeah. see that. potentially. I mean, he's he's. I think if you if 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 he sells to anyone, I think the coolest thing would be like again a, a whiskey library like uh, yeah. Bardstown. Or so, reaching out to the distilleries and saying they're saying, "Hey, I want to get rid of this. Have it a part of your museum." Have it's it interesting a- you say that because the reason we were brought in is there's a group called Bourbon Heads that is a com- it's a it's a think about no soliciting. Sure, you pay a two thousand dollars a year and you get to go in and you get to experience this speakeasy and all that stuff. Their idea is. $2,500 one time, lifetime membership, 1,500 total memberships, and that's it. Once they reach 1,500, they cut it off. So $2,500 times $1,500, they spend, or 1,500 members, they spend that money towards buying bourbon, opening up a speakeasy in Louisville, and basically like a club location in Louisville, that front of the house is a regular bar, back of the house is members only. Yeah. Front of the bar raises money towards their group. Sure. And the idea with this group is to basically own the largest bourbon collection in the world as a group. So let's say you are one of the 1,500 people that bought a $2,500 membership. Yeah. And then let's just say 10 years from now, you take the amount of money that that group is worth and divide it by 1500 and let's just say that it's a $5,000 value now, you can sell off your membership to someone else. So think about it like a hedge fund yeah. Yeah. with these membership perks where you can go to these speakeasies in Louisville. $2,500 wouldn't be, wouldn't be bad. No, not as a one-time purchase. No, a, Do you pay for the drinks once you're there though? So the, like, the, yeah, the no yeah. So the caveat is, is you get access to the speakeasy in the back of their clubs and they're going to open more around the country as they get more money. Um, but they're already building the one in Louisville. And so you go into Louisville, you and, and it's all it's all NFT based. So it can be it can't be uh, counterfeited. And you can show immediately that you are uh, a member and then get into the back room. And then when you get into the back room, you get access to potential like really nice pours for um, MSRP poor prices, basically. Cool. So That's you can cool. get Pappy for two hundred dollars divided by twenty four per poor. Well, that's nice. You know, instead yeah. of a hundred dollars a poor, right. like you would at a regular restaurant. That's cool. That's nice. Should we dive into this one now? I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Similar notes. Yeah. If you I agree. were to take the first nose and concentrate it, yeah, that's what I. I, that's, I think that's a good description. Yeah. I, I agree. Again, more floral. It is a little more floral. Um, this is Blanton's uh, Gold, by the way, for people listening. Yeah. I don't know that I'm getting... And you said it was, what, 103 proof? Yes. 
honey on the nose, but maybe some oh. sort of nectar. No, I th- I think honey's oh, a good nectar or honey. That's that's a good nectar is a good word. I, I'm I'm going to lean towards nectar because I don't think we've ever used it before. I don't think yeah. I have either. No, that was good, Tyler. Where'd you pull that from? <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like where have you been for the last three weeks? Uh huh. <laughs> Just three. Uh-huh. Uh, well, in podcast time, it's been like two months. Yeah. No, it's 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 interesting. Let's take a drink of this. Ooh. The proof sits perfect in that. Oh yeah, that's a good. Um we've done this on the episodes before. I think on my birthday episode that yeah. one time when you guys gave it to me and I didn't even realize you were getting it. That was Oh yeah. One oh, of my yeah. By the way, that was one of my better birthday gifts I've ever had. Really? So, yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. No, I mean honestly, I'm that glad was that we're enjoying it. For one, because it was unexpected, I did not expect you guys to get me anything. That was cool. So that was that was a neat gift. And then for two, because it was Blanton's Gold. Like at the time when you got it for me, this has been two years ago now, I think. Two birthdays ago, I should say. So, yeah. um, you know, I was not expecting it and I'd never had a Blanton's Gold. So it was kind of a neat gift. There's almost like a maple syrup on the end of this. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a dark sweet. Yeah. Like, like a oh, molasses yeah. maple syrup yeah. kind of. I like it though. It's very, oh, no, I'm not complaining. No, it's no, very I, good. I didn't think you were. I was just clarifying. Yeah. I was just clarifying. Great, great in an old fashioned. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Plans golden in old fashioned. Could you imagine? <laughs> so I went to a, a. That'd be funny. It's not a new bar, but it was the first time I had been there. It's called the Daily Bar. It's in the entire in the Italian Village on Fourth Street. So um, close to uh, Quinn's Bar. I don't know where. Well, he's in Italian Village. He's, yeah, yeah, he is. He's more Zenos. though. Zenos though is more further north. Campus probably. though, yeah. to me. Okay. So this would be more, this is closer to like Seven Sun Brewing and like Hoof Hearted, if you know where that is. But on their menu, they had a a Buffalo Old Fashioned. And I'm like, what's a Buffalo Old Fashioned? He's like, we just make it with Buffalo Trace. He's like, it pisses everybody off that we're making it with Buffalo Trace. Why? And I told him, I was like, well, actually. like a $26 bottle of bourbon. I said, if you go to the distillery, they tell you it is their mixer. Like, that's what it was designed for. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, I'll take one, please. (laughs) It was really good. I'll take one, please. That's fine. I'll take one, please. They have a cool thing on Sundays, too, where your first drink is a dollar off. Your second drink is $2 off. Mm. Your third drink is $3 off. What's the fourth one? What's the fourth one? Free. Whoa. So that's cool, right? Yeah. If you want to get blitzed, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's a cool... So where, that's Where is this? It's called the Daily Bar, and it's on 4th Street um, in the Italian Village. This weekend. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was that's on, that that deal was the, only wait, on so Sundays. So what are their what are their drink prices? Um, are I th- they reasonable? I think it was twelve dollars for an oh, old fashioned. That's that's like a so sore, then it's eleven. It's like a sore ten, penis. and then it's nine, and then it's free. So in in Columbus, if you can find a mixed drink for less than thirteen, yeah, that's like a sore penis. It's hard yeah, to beat. Hard to beat. Um, speaking of awesome, good too. Really awesome was. deals, uh, my buddy lives in Nashville and he, this is very good. You know how in, in other cities there's always bars of sports teams from like away yeah, yeah. teams from away teams. Yeah. Yeah. So he found the lion's bar real quick, and, real, real quick. 2007. I started my new job at Accordant out in California. They're playing Florida in the national championship. Mm, I remember that game. So all of my work buddies are, know that I'm from Ohio. They're like, hey, let's go to this bar. It happens to be a Florida fucking bar uh-huh. in, in California. As I'm leaving, after we got our asses handed to us, 41 to 14, 
I'm walking a block away. There's an Ohio State bar. I was like, motherfuckers. <laughs> I was so mad because there was like Ohio State everything. Yeah. Just, you know. Anyway, go ahead. Lions. So he went to the Lions, Detroit Lions. Um, they had half off wings. They had a, a bunch of other drink deals. But for every touchdown scored, they got a free shot. That's Dude, cool. They scored 42 fucking points. That's hilarious. Six. six uh, Dude, he was fucking hammered. Well, did you read the? Did you read the article about the person the, yeah. who? What was it they did? Oh, they were watching the Jets play the Kansas City Chiefs, and they did a shot for every time Taylor Swift mm. was shown on TV, and he got kicked off the airplane because he was trashed. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Completely trash. So he was doing this at the bar at the airport before he got on the plane. When he got on the plane, he got kicked off because he was trash. There's so <laughs> many people that are like invested in that. And there's so many people that are like, I don't want to hear any more about this. I hate it. <laughs> I saw a funny one too, where like Taylor Swift had like a scuff on her knee or something. And it's like, she's putting in work already. <laughs> it was great. Like they like zoom in on it. Let's do the, Tyler, uh, you're pouring this. Yeah. Let's do um, the, here, let me move this. Is this your first one? Uh, it uh, should be, I think. <clears throat> so while I'm pouring this, I switched back to the original Blantons just so I can like, because I hey, save some to just taste. rearrange the furniture if you need to, Tyler. <laughs> you do. God forbid you move. Just pull the whole table to you. <laughs> right. You know, just move the whole fucking table towards so, you. So one, the straight from the barrel comes with a bomb leather. Yeah, I actually like the leather bag for that better that than bag? the velvet bag you get for the gold. This is real leather too. The gold, right. the gold bag is I, just a, a velvet bag. Yeah, I didn't know if this would be real leather or not, but it is. So, so like again, sniff it, sniff it. I did. Yeah, sniff it. yeah. Sniff it. So again, this is from Stadium Market. Yeah. Um, not that this is was picked by them. You have to save this bag when that bottle's empty. You know that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, and hopefully, I mean, it's already coming up on a half, half full or half empty. So I, hopefully, I'm which not, is the Tyler? Is yes. your is your bottle half empty or half full? So this is uh, bottle one twenty six of the barrel. I'm guessing um, it is one thirty three point three proof. Oh fuck! Yes. What is it? One thirty three point three. Three three. Yes. That's pretty high. Yes. Yeah. I wonder how that compares uh, to other straight from the barrels. Our so. Reading everything dumped on seven five twenty two. Oh, so it's a year. That's a bad day for that bottle if it got dumped on that day. Why seven five? He's just being stupid. Dumped. Uh, from barrel number fifteen sixty five warehouse damn it, H. Damn it, Brett. I, th- I did. I was like, you're in the medical insane. profession. I, I expect more out of you. I was you. trying to think of the like significance of the date. Go ahead, Tyler. Warehouse sorry. H, and for whatever reason, I don't know why it says our Rick number twenty seven. I don't know what. I don't know, that's probably a, it's probably a fucking reference to somewhere in Warehouse Age. Maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know this. I'm sure someone knows this. I know there's a Blanton's Warehouse, but like gold, regular, straight from the barrel, do they all come from the same Rick House? They're supposed to. Okay. Supposedly. Allegedly. 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 There is. Jesus Christ, Tyler. Holy shit. I that's going to do I'm fine with that. Uh, allegedly, there has been some chatter that some Blanton's bottles have come from outside of Rick House Age. 
because of the pure volume <laughs> that they are pumping out. I don't know how true that is. What if I just drop that? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Sucking please, up the carpet. Please. Holy fuck. That's what I said. Sorry, you can put some in a... In my mouth? Because that's where it's going. Yeah. Damn, man. <clears throat> so, my story... Which is like the fourth no, story no, that you've no. told so far. No, absolutely not. It is, absolutely, so, yes. Yesterday, I have to tell you this story about my neighbor, because oh, yeah. it caught me off fucking guard so so much. Um, Jillian was still at work. I get home with both kids. You know, Mind you, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, and a six-month-old, right? I take the baby inside. He's still in a stroller. Set him down. Set all of like any bags or anything I have down. And I come back out because um, Carter was like refusing to come in and I'm trying to get him. And my, na- my, my neighbor across the street pulls in, pulls up. She's walking to her mailbox, grabs her, her, her mail and she's like, hey, can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, hey, I, I've just noticed like when I come outside, you know, you guys always like or whenever we come outside, you guys always go inside. She's like, I just want to make sure we didn't do anything to you guys. Like, I mean, we've lived in our house for five years. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked. And they've to been the... there the whole time. Yes. Okay. Yes, they've been there the whole time. They've probably been there since the neighborhood inception. Okay. You know, maybe twenty years ago or so. Okay. Um, and I'm just like, you know, no, like legitimately, no. We've never had a problem with them. They're they're not like like I have two young kids. I'm like yes. just trying to get in the house. I'm like, you know, my wife owns her own business. You know, I travel a lot. The, the two kids are here. She's like, I, yeah, just especially like your wife. Like, whenever I come out, like they'll be out. She'll be outside, or you know, they'll be outside with your kid, and then she just goes right in. And I'm like, I promise you, she does not care like at all. You know, there's there's no issues. Um, and it sucks because I was like outside with this lady for like ten minutes, and my kid's just in his stroller inside waiting for me. Oh God! Yeah, or in his uh, his car seat. But I was just like, holy shit! I, one, I appreciate her. Like, if she felt that way to yeah, to have to, ask. to be like, did we do anything? And and she meant nothing weird of it. She's just like, hey, we've been neighbors five years, and we really haven't communicated. I ever. don't talk to either of my neighbors. Yeah. It makes you feel better. But they don't have any kids. They never had kids. I just don't like my neighbors. He's the, he's the Santa Claus in the neighborhood come um, Christmas time. Like, they do a whole thing, and he looks like Santa Claus. He looks identical to him. But, like, any other time, really, and we love that. You know, I told her. I was like, we're super happy. The kids are happy. Um, but they're they're not when they're outside they're not it's not like they're inviting either you know what yeah. i mean they're not like hey guys how's it going like i'm the one that's like how's it going i'll wave and they're like hey you know so i do I, that sometimes I, to one neighbor i'm like hi i found i found it odd that you know of all the times that i've said hey how are you hi and that's what kind of sparked it she was walking to her mailbox i'm like hey how's it going how are you she's like good how are you like so i'm always the one to kind of initiate. initiate the conversation, yeah, yeah, and 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 like I I don't know what she's expecting. Like she expecting me to like crack a couple of beers, walk them over, and so if she's, she's older, it sounds your like keys in a fishbowl. Yeah, I'm thinking if she's older, yeah, they're older. I think that it comes from so like growing up, my neighbors used to babysit us, right? And we were we were always at the neighbor's home. Like I just think it's like different times now, and so she's probably used to a, a different time where. Your neighbors were like good friends of yours where yes. 
my neighbors aren't my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, it's just not. Well, and I, and I also told her, I was like, there's, there's not a ton of kids on this street. There is the street behind us. There's like 5,000 fucking kids. <laughs> but on our street, like my next door neighbor, um, they have little kids. They're a little bit older, but they do. And now finally my, my son starts to play with them. Um, and then uh, Caddy Corner, they have some, they have. Um, I love that you say Caddy Corner and not Kitty Corner. I can't stand yeah. when people say Kitty Corner. I've never yeah. heard Kitty Corner. I have, I have too. But uh, I also, oh, I God. also have to like distinctively say that in my head. Like, yeah, Caddy, it's Caddy. not Kitty Corner. It's Caddy Corner. I've you never know, even you know heard who Kitty says Corner. Kitty Corner. Weirdos. So, Tony. From the gym, Tony. Oh, yes, he that's says disappointing. Kitty I know, but that's he's from Iowa. I mean, there, there's that. Yeah. We were. So you were talking about Santa's. Yeah. I literally today. You that's your goal, right? Is to become no. a Santa when you get older. No, my beard's gonna get trimmed down. I had I grew this out for Iceland to like be warm, um, and to and look in. like one of them. No, just I didn't know how cold it would be. Skull. Um, what grown ass man is like? Come here, little kid. Sit on my lap. Like yeah. Santa's freak me out. I'm so, sorry. So that's he, a weird creepy on. thing. Hold on. I don't Hold know. on. Wait, 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 wait. I stop. think that's stop, 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 stop. I'm in the middle Hold of on. this. Wait, wait. I could see now people using a Santa Claus job as a way to get kids to sit on their lap. But listen, traditionally, we, traditionally, like I feel like, and I could be way wrong on this, but I feel like that stuff has gotten worse in the last, whatever, 20 years. I think that that was very, uh, do I think there are some genuine people out there that are kind-hearted? But I think yes. that, I think that twenty years ago and before that was a very very non whatever. It's like the Easter Bunny and all that. It was shit. a very you. innocent thing. Yeah, and just another way for someone who potentially looks like Santa Claus to make some money over the holidays. Yeah, I think nowadays I think you're right. Because they can throw on those white curly bullshit beards. Yeah, yeah they don't real. look like Santa. And then they just and I, I will hey, say it's come sit on my lap. I like, will say my my neighbor he gets dressed up and and he rides like in the bed of his his, his truck, and like a bunch of like wives that his his wife is friends with they dress in the elves and they kind of they they walk the street and pass things out to the kids. Yeah. Do those um, wives later on sit on his lap? Maybe. Maybe because I mean he might have a good gig going on. Yeah, could I'm just be. Saying. Just saying. So what, what I don't do you think have so. in your hands right now? Straight from the barrel. What do you have? Straight from the barrel. Have you guys noticed no, it or nothing? Anything? Okay. So so start. Brett, they she told me they couldn't have kids. So I can see if if Someone you're in like that, that position, being like, hey, I really like kids. I I couldn't have my own. Yeah. You know. But, I, I mean, think that's it just innocent. depends on how much they say they really, really like kids. kids. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to like steal your kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and like raise them as their own. So anyway, I was like, I, do they so, have any cages in their basement? I was so taken aback by like I'm just trying to get my kids in the house, and and my neighbor is asking me why I never talk to them. You're like, this is the reason why. Yeah, <laughs> I've been dreading this. Yeah. See, you feel this interaction right yeah. here. This. Yeah. Is this is uncomfortable this for me. Is it. I'm like, my kid's in his fucking car seat inside. He's been in there for 10 minutes. Can I go back inside, please? Right. Like, The fact that you don't have kids and don't understand that, I have, why. A, that yeah. I have a kid sitting in a car seat in the house right I'm, now. And I was me. honest. I was like, yeah, I have two fucking shit kids. You're like, I'm busy like, as fuck. It's easier to corral them inside than it is outside. Because yeah. the second that I'm outside, my kid wants to take a fucking walk down the street. So it's just easier to be inside. Or out back. Out back. Yeah. Where there's a fence. Where there's a fence. Yeah. I can hurt them. 
So this does not <laughs> smell 133.3 repeating proof. No. And this has a stronger vanilla to me. This is I feel like the gold smelled a little more like robust with vanilla. Does this have some yeasty like baking? There's a grainy like, like a, a grainy like, almost um, like vanilla cake no, nose to it or there's like a cake like note cornbread something cake note cornbread like not sweet cornbread but Yeah. No, that's in there for me. That's what she said. Hey, oh. So but uh, besides that, I went to Mexico. Mexico, the food was absolutely unreal. It always is. It's delicious. Just unreal. Uh, the nose on this is phenomenal. Yeah. You think it's better than the gold nose? I do. I do. I, Man, think, I, I like, think it's, like you said, it's almost like a confectionery. There's a confectionery uh, like something to it. I like some, some gold dark, nose better, but that's me. <clears throat> some dark fruit. Gold. Any dark fruit in there? <laughs> I like made of gold. gold. <laughs> Those movies are still funny. They're how fucking they old. Are. So, so here's a story. On that trip to OKC, what the fuck is this? I went Southwest Airlines. So did you ask Jason why he doesn't have wireless headphones? <laughs> I made. I showed him the picture and said that that was your response, and he laughed. We didn't really get into it. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck has wired headphones?" Yeah, it was. It's pretty. I, funny. The only time I bring him is. Some of the planes to watch yeah, so a movie, you, plug you had to plug in, but yeah. that's it. He yeah. was just like plugged into his phone. I'm oh like, no! What are you? What are you doing, <laughs> is my funny. guy? But you know what? I if I didn't, if my AirPods were dead, I'd I'd we I'd use uh, sure. wired, and I have some in my bag still. Yeah. But I never use them because my I always charge ahead of time. So we're in the Southwest. Okay. South by Southwest. Yes. No, we're in the Southwest, flying from OKC to St. Louis, and from St. Louis back to Columbus. So each flight was about an hour and a half. So I'm on the Southwest flight from OKC to St. Louis, and I'm you know how you have free Wi-Fi on the plane if you use their app and use their entertainment services, yes. right? Yes. Which one? Any of them. Uh, American, not. Yes, so American, one hundred percent does. No, I fly, I fly American, them all the time. I fly American they do exclusive. not have. Yes, they do. You have free if, texting. You don't have free Wi-Fi. You have free Wi-Fi if you use their app. Wi-Fi and you can't message, but you can like access hey, their media. Tyler, their media, Tyler, yes, that's not yeah. Wi-Fi. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. not Wi-Fi. You have to. Wi-Fi use... is the internet. Holy you shit! You can access their media, Tyler. Yes, you you are showing your ignorance on technology here. You have to use their Wi-Fi to use their media. Yes, you don't have access to the internet. <clears throat> Correct. That's what I thought. But you, that's you still were Wi-Fi. Is, is if you use their you app, don't have you internet get on the access, internet. but you have Correct. Wi-Fi. Yes. So back to my Uni United has free texting. Let, let the adults talk. So back to my original statement. Southwest does too. Uh, I use their Wi-Fi to get on their entertainment. Yeah. So I'm on their entertainment app. John Wick Four. I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, sweet. I've got two flights to watch this. Hour and a half each. I'll get it done. It's a two hour and thirty minute movie. So I start watching it. I'm an hour, 35 minutes in, and I'm like, we land, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'll watch the rest of it on the second flight. Get on the second flight, get on there. John Wick 4 is not on that Southwest flight. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you watched half the fucking movie? That sucks. That sucks. So, like, but here's my question. How the fuck do you put a two-hour and 30-minute movie on an hour and a half long well, flight. Well, they don't give a shit. No, yeah. but but here's my question. And not put it on all hour and a half long flights. Right. Yeah. So that most people have connections. 
Yeah. Not every flight is from New York to fucking LA. So so you have a two hour flight in most cases. Most cases. So if you have a movie that's longer than two and a half hours long, you need to make it available on every flight. Every flight. Yeah. That's weird that it wasn't. So I got onto it and I'm like, what the f- John Wick one, two, and three are on here, but where's four? So I go back to my old tab that I had open, and I John Wick four is sitting there. I'm like, loophole, loophole? Question yeah. mark. So I re I click play. This movie is not available. Uh, I was like, son of a bitch. You just talked to Jason on your flight. We didn't sit together. It was fucking Southwest. Mm. Well, your picture was across from him. So. That was the one of the four flights. I had one time where I was sitting right across the aisle from him. Mm. But I'm not a talker on a flight. I don't talk on flights. That's not what I do. I usually even really if you're do. sitting next to you, I don't care. That yeah, I wouldn't talk to Jillian. The either. only person. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she listens. Listen, to Trina and I will. We always sit together on flights, minus the ar- the hand imprints she leaves on my arms during the flight. We don't Is really she a nervous flyer. Oh really? my god. She gets, my mom was always like that going up. She gets a prescription of Xanax just for the to and from flights. I will wow. say I get really annoyed uh, when we are Which by the way makes her so much easier to handle. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. So start slipping those in some drinks here and there. <laughs> I mean, right. honest to God. It's, Xanax, it's to a point. Yeah. So what what'll happen is there's four f- legs on every, you know, two yeah. there and two back. They'll give her four. Mm-hmm. She won't take four. She'll take two. And then so she had a little stockpile. When we drove to Destin, she took one on the way down and one That's on the way nice. back. And I'm like, whatever. Yes. Nice. As long as you're not driving. She is the worst co-pilot in the history oh, of sure. driving anywhere. Sure. Because Does she like clutch her chest and be like, <gasps> she goes, I hate driving at night. I'm like, you're not fucking driving. Yeah. You're yeah. sitting in the passenger seat. You are doing the opposite of driving. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there. I, I fucking hate when women like say something happens and it's like someone else runs a red light or does something, but like you're fully aware of the situation. Oh, right. And she, <gasps> yes. And they close and, you're and like, then you shit your pants and slam on the brakes. You're like, what? Right. I fucking hate that. Oh so my much. God. That's 20 times a trip for me. <laughs> 20 times a trip. I'm like, and then it's, I'm like, God damn it. I know. Cause you're about to pull the damn wheel into a bridge embutment. Oh, geez. All right. We got to get back to that. What movie is that from? Um, Tommy boy. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two weeks in a row, man. You're on top of the movie quotes. I like, I'm a movie guy. I I know you are, but still being a movie guy and knowing the quote is, is two different levels. So I have to, let's taste it. When the the plane lands, I have to, (laughs) the new guy's in the corner. I don't, I don't want to just like not be able to see out the window. And then all of a sudden, poof. you know, that I don't like, I want to be able to see out the window. So when everyone's got their fucking shades down, the plane's landing. I'm like, can one of you just fucking flip this up? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, I have can to. generally tell by feel when we're about to land because you're going down, you're yes. going down, and then all of a sudden it like it glides. You, you, there's a glide. Yes, and you feel it, and then depending Where's on the how pilot when we de- need de- him de- on depend, the show? depending on how good the pilot is, it's a boom or well, it's a nice so, soft landing. So that's why I look out the window is because. I can usually tell by airspeed if we're going a little too fucking fast. You sound like a and physicist over here. Whatever. I'm like, I can tell for whatever reason. I'm like, I can tell we're going too fast in this landing, and then it's a it's a bouncy one, or the guy has to fucking slam on the fucking brakes. So, and then your whole body yeah, wanting so to like, go forward. Wham. So I don't like to just be like, <laughs> right? 
you know, my face into the fucking seat. So I will say one thing I learned about Jason while we were traveling. He is a nervous flyer. Damn. Which is probably another good reason why we didn't sit right beside each other. Good reason that we didn't sit beside each other. Because I'm a very laid back flyer. I don't care. I just expect to die every time. I can't sleep on a flight. I can't either. The bumps wake me up. And I'm like, but like, I can. too uncomfortable. But I fly very comfortably. I don't, that doesn't bother me. This this time to Mexico, I flew United. Okay. Um, I I don't know if it's just United or newer planes a little bit because some of the American flights I take to Chicago aren't newer planes, so they're they're Embraers, definitely yeah the they're fucking older yeah. Aisle two. And these were these were newer. By the way, fuck Houston Airport. Fuck Houston Airport. You're just over here. I was just making sure. Fuck Houston Airport. Houston um, in general yeah, Houston's is just, just a fucking... weird ass chain, 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 gas station, chain, chain. Like it's a weird city. Yeah. Like every every block is like five fast food chains and a gas station. Mm. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I'm so, going to be done with this just so you guys know. Yeah, I know. We talk about so, it, unfortunately. So, hey, before you tell this story about Houston... Let's drink this. I'm and sorry, palate, because Brett's going to be done. I'm going to be done with it. I still have my gold left over too. I'm like kind of comparing. What do you have left over? Gold. Gold. <laughs> this does not drink like oh, 133. Fuck this at is all. Good. At all. This That's... is good. No wonder you've been pounding this. Yeah, I, I've been telling you I need to share with you because it's fucking. No good. wonder I'm yeah. going to put my regular blends in your leather bag and keep the straight from there. <laughs> And you'll you won't know the difference. This is one thirty three. Does this, not taste. It does not. It, taste. If you look at the color, I know I say that word weird. Color. It's so dark Add compared a at the beginning. Color. There's, we're not in Europe. No, but that's how you pronounce it. It's color. I don't. It's not collar. I, collar is what's color. around your neck. Color. It's what it is. All right. So give us your tasting. This is probably the most Blanton's taste of all the Blanton's we've had tonight, in my opinion. Vanilla is fucking it's, just emanating from this If thing. you just imagine the regular Blanton's and yeah. then multiply it by a three in the sense of like the vanilla is is amplified and robust. Right. And the caramel Good is word. amplified and robu- robust. Robust. Yeah, robust. Is it doesn't word. get used nearly enough. It doesn't, no. Um, it's a great word. And, th- and that's just how it is. It's just like all of those flavors in a Blanton's but just amplified. Yeah. I would agree 100% in the sense that this is very, very... This tastes like blends to me, mm-hmm. but amplified. This is what I expected from the other two bottles, minus the proof. But it's it is good. You might kill me, but I might put a drop of water in to see like what no, comes out it. of it. Um, well, I mean, what you're doing now is you're going to take it back down to regular Blanton's flavor. Uh, well, I don't think I don't think one drop's going to take it from 133 no. to. Well, in a in a no. glass in a glass that small, it might. It might take it to 100. You think one little drop? Well, that fucking li- that's the smallest drop I've ever seen in my life. That's what she said. No, I said drop. There's a drop. There it went. <clears throat> that that was not even that was like a you that was like two. a This is what Jason always did. Yeah, but not that small. There you go. There that was we a go. regular human drop. Well, I didn't want to finger fuck my cup. Never know. I mean, what I was, that's kind of what I thought was part on the uh, docket today. <clears throat> I don't know. Watching Brett finger fuck his cup. I was fisting actually, but <laughs> hey So what do you think? Any difference? So is it what is what is the ASMR? Is that what it is when we get to hear people? Yeah. <laughs> 
for me, so we I do feel like fans of the bourbon taste, right? ASMR. Maybe edition. that's a way I can make some money. <laughs> the, the caramel just like wow, kind of like. So it changed. It for me, it did. The caramel just came out like I'm enjoying this, but I don't know that I want it to change. I know, and that's why I was like, it was a, a tough decision to do because obviously I can't take that drop of water back out. So real quick, but I just feel like it amplified that caramel. Tyler was Tyler was basically telling us we needed to hurry up and put this bottle on the episode, or it was going to be gone. I can see why. No, I mean it's good. It's good. It's it's really good. But look at his bottle. It's half gone. No, it's not. You don't think so? No. Bland's, remember. You think Bland's is almost sure. empty, and you get like 10 more glasses out of it. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Well, I thing. just, I wanted to... It's something to... about the shape. It's almost like, have you ever seen Hot Shots, the movie? Oh, yeah. Where Charlie Sheen lives on the beach. He lives in a trailer, and then you walk in the trailer, and it's like a palace inside. That's what Bland's bottles are. Bland's bottles look like a trailer on the outside, but you just keep getting more out of it, and you're like, when is this going to end? Yeah. Um, I I think I just wanted to, to be able to shelf it for a little bit. You just wanted to not include Jeff on no, the episode. No, I mean... <laughs> we had two more bottles we could have included in this episode. Oh, that would have been too much, I think. Well, I think I would have had, like, overload. There was some prelude to this episode yeah. that might have made that the case. Yeah, yeah. I know I got to work in the morning. No, you don't. That's not a thing, especially after Wednesday. <sighs> I wish no I more working. You will not have to work after Wednesday when I win the one point seven five billion lottery. Yeah, dude's got a whole plan. I've got a plan. I'm going to create a company. You guys are going to come work for me. It'll, there'll be contracts in place. We'll have a, a group insurance policy, so you don't have to worry about insurance. It'll be the highest fucking tier pol- insurance policy you can have. I mean, we could create. Could you imagine the social media content we could create and then make money off of that too? I don't even care about making money after I've made that. Yeah, but it would still be fun would just you take to like the, uh, the lump sum. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. There's no other way to do it. Yeah, there is. Right? No, that's stupid. Doing it, you can make more money taking the lump sum and investing it, it. Sure. than you would by taking the the annuity. That's just dumb. So, question for you: If I win the lottery, Hire Lathe. And I and I yeah I would I would honestly I would go to Lathe immediately. Yeah. I would get a lawyer to hide my identity, and then go to a tax person to help me up to set up a business. Just go to Lathe and, and then go to Lathe business. to help yeah. me make that money turn into something else. If I win the lottery and I offered you five hundred thousand dollars a year for a twenty year contract, would you take it? Contract for what? To just. Hand Podcast. jobs. Hand jobs. No, no, no. Well, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> he still well, says yeah. Hand jobs would be in the contract, but the main job would be just doing the podcast, going down to the bourbon trail, doing <laughs> something. Like, your job would be bourbon. Yeah. Why Why would I say no to that? I don't know. You, First off, it's more than I would make doing anything else. If your phone rings on Thursday, <laughs> ju- and it's me, just know that's what's coming. Okay. If you don't hear from me on Thursday, I didn't win. <laughs> Brett? Obviously, yes. Okay. Now, here's here's a good question. 20 years. Here's a question. 20-year contract. Would, if you won the $1 million, now you guys are pretty old, so you're you're closer <laughs> to your, your end date. Uh, well, there's not a million in the bank, I can your, tell you your, your expiration date. If you won the million, you, do, you don't only get... Because that you you have to that's pay fair, that's 28% fair. in tax. So you get like yeah. $600,000. Yes. 
Um, that's not retirement. That's yeah, that's not retirement. I was gonna no. say if you if you did the if you got a million dollars, would you retire and just live off of? No, you can't. You can't live off the interest off of a million dollars. And like he said, you wouldn't get that. You would lose like thirty percent. Sure. You always lose a third. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything, like taxes, you always lose a third. Sure. So, I'm not going to turn away a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, so, I'll, ta- I'll take I it. Trust me. I wouldn't I'll, retire from yeah. it. No, you can't retire from that. So one, one thing I have to tell you guys in, in Mexico that was just wild to me. I, I actually felt pretty, pretty you safe. You could probably retire to Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Go ahead. It's cheap. Mexico. Mexico. That was Mexico. the cheapest food. Oh, yeah. But I did my best to explain to them. That while America is awesome, and, and they're like, what do you pay for this? What do you pay for this? And I'm like explaining, and they're like, holy fucking shit. And I'm like, yeah, so while you might make $20 an hour at McDonald's, you know, cool, have have rent be two grand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, dude, Iceland was expensive It didn't used fuck. to be like that. That's the... No, And here's no. the other thing. Minimum wage was never... Never intended to be a living wage. Right. It was intended to be for people coming through high school, sure. working through college, that type of thing. Minimum yeah. wage was for those types of people. Those weren't supposed to be jobs yeah. that people are trying to live off of. And that's that's where the problem sure. has truly become an issue is because now we're at a situation where a lot of people are having to rely on minimum wage for their actual salaries. Yeah. yeah I told dude so, in the last episode when I was in Iceland, fuel was $10 a gallon. No exaggeration. Like it yeah. was ten dollars a gallon. There's, there's. I don't, I don't know what Hawaii is like now, but when I was in Hawaii, oh, Hawaii is bad. When I was in Hawaii, my parents were just on like, our anniversary or not anniversary, our honeymoon in two thousand seven. Gas here was like two dollars a, a gallon. It was like my, almost six dollars a gallon. In my Hawaii. my wow. parents said every single meal that they had was a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, easy. Every easily. every meal, breakfast, yeah. hundred dollars. Everything's Lunch, more hundred dollars. So so the interesting thing I found out when I was in. This was years ago, 17 years ago. The interesting thing I found out about Hawaii was that they have to pay import taxes on almost everything. Yeah. They're in the United States, but, but every- when they receive stuff from the U.S., they have to pay an import tax. It's fucking insane. Yeah. So their pineapples that they grow on the island, they have to pay an import tax for. It That's goes, crazy. for whatever reason, like for... I don't know, accounting sake, it goes to the U.S. and then comes back to them, even though it doesn't really. But they have to pay like an import tax on that. Sugar, same thing. They make sugar and pineapple there. And they have to pay. And they have to pay an import tax. So they, so you're not getting pineapple and sugar there cheaper than you would in the, in the continental United States, even though it's grown in that state. It's crazy. It's insane. So whoever <clears throat> set up, whoever the governor of uh, Hawaii, Hawaii was... Screw them. Yeah. Or There's Obama when he lived there, and I'm kidding. <laughs> or or the U.S. Uh, screwed them for some reason. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like they're a U.S. state. Why yeah. are we charging sure. them yeah, import yeah. taxes? So, it's nuts. Guadalajara. There was they have a mall there. Um, that's outside. The restaurants were incredible. Like it's legitimately that area was nicer than Easton. Like it was fucking nice. Where we went to dinner downtown was I like heard good things about Guadalajara. Was like a fucking. Where is that in relation to like Cancun? Uh, like the way of the state. Yeah, and if not on like the Country, west side. Sorry. Yeah, it's Wait, like 
maybe 200 miles from the west coast. From the west coast. Yes. Inland. But that's tequila. So you're, clo- you're closer to the west that's coast. That's tequila than the east area. So where Guadalajara is. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of like Don Julio's there and all that. Did stuff. you have any mezcal? Um, not that I remember. They didn't try to push mezcal on you or anything. No, not that I remember. Uh, up, here, only, that, up here, it's a big thing. That's that all. bottle that I sent you was the only tequila I had. Really? And I drank bourbon what was the, rest the time. What was the brand? Um, and even this, I was told, is not great because there's additives. Um, yeah. And... God, this, this uh, straight from the barrel is okay. Uh, oh, it's okay. Hold on. So... But what, like the restaurant we ate at, there was you know they made and they 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 ground and pressed their own tortillas. They had yeah, a guacamole cart. So this lady came around and was like, "Do you want guacamole?" Yep, and she she made fresh guacamole at her cart by by your fucking table. It was unreal. The so, torta I had there was incredible. Um, the food was just unreal. And then when I went to San Luis Potosi, like we did something like they had a. Uh, like there is, I, I had the pers- you know obviously my perception, but there was there's areas of of both cities that were incredibly nice, just like any normal U.S. city, you know. And then you definitely drove in some areas like I, you know, I watched one guy riding on a fucking uh, little moped with his three daughters. That and were they're like, all on the moped. At all the same on, time. yeah, all on it with him too. No helmets. Did I ever tell you about when I was in Bali? Like you'd have five people on a moped. And they'd be holding their yeah. groceries, so you'd have like the you'd have like the father, and then there would be like a kid in front of the father, and then a kid behind the father, then the mother, yeah, and then a kid behind the mother, yeah. and they'd all be holding grocery bags. Yeah, not it's, surprised. So this was uh, Casa uh, Dragones Tequila Blanco. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, but it was cool driving through that area. All of the agave fields. That was really cool. Agave so, is so interesting. On the mm-hmm. on the on the drive, one of the wildest things to me is the sh- very nice highway. You know, like it wasn't like driving through shithole after shithole. You know what I mean? It was a three and a half Which, hour drive. If you're outside of Cancun and uh, Riviera Maya and all that stuff, the cities outside of the resorts are third world countries. Yes. But Guadal- that's what I'm saying. Guadalajara, there was definitely no, a, those those I'm, areas, but also incredibly nice. And I was very shocked. Um, but anyway, on my drive, they have a wider shoulder. No. And and anyone that's driving slower drives on the shoulder. Like you just, hmm. you just drive off a, the road. It is interesting how the... the and, Etiquette, yeah. Driving etiquette's different, and even on the other side of the road, you drive off the road as well, and you pass in the middle like you would in the U.S. Yeah, but the people on the other side, like us, if you're like you're passing, you're like you better get the fuck over quickly. Where they just they're they're already driving off the road, and you know, and you pass in the middle while someone's fucking driving on. So we were, and they don't get irritated with each other either, because there's like a law of the land that people just follow. It's unwritten. They just follow it. Yes. If they don't get irritated, they're not like, oh, what are these fucking assholes? Everyone passes each other. So we were behind a semi that was passing a semi, and we were in the middle. So we were in the middle behind a semi that was passing a semi while there was a semi coming at us. It was, I was just like, 
holy fucking shit, is this sketchy? Yeah. <laughs> I was in, in, a, in, a, is, in a two lane yeah. highway. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was right. like, what the fuck? Not to derail this conversation, but do any of you guys deal in Bitcoin at all? No. No. I'm telling you right now, now is the time to buy. Why? It's going in the next. So 12 it, to 18 months, it's going to go up by five times. It, it peaked. It's going and to. And then it. Right now is the time to buy it. But here's the thing. If you buy it now in the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to make What's five the price? times your money. I don't know what the price is right now. So to even have, let's say you had one and it's like 25 grand and you and you multiply it. And I, I don't think it's that expensive right now. You, you don't think? I, don't I bet think you it's so. 13 grand or more. It, it might be around a, there. A bit, for a so single you, you buy one and it went up five times. And I, and I, I get that that's. A better return than you would get anything on most else. anything else. Yes, um, but at the end of the day, like especially people buying Bitcoin at like fifty thousand, and they're like, "Well, it's going to go to a hundred. And it's like, "Okay, well, you just you doubled your money, and and you could do that in the stock market." Well, I guess it's actually worth twenty seven thousand four hundred forty three dollars. Yeah, right up now. to. But imagine what is what is your reason for it? I have a cousin. He was actually, he was actually highlighted in, uh, I think it was the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, one or the other. He's a day trader. He was a teacher. Was worth millions of dollars from day trading. Yeah. And then some stuff happened in the market. He still was way up. Sure. But because of the way tax laws were set, he ended up owing, like. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I had a buddy even like that even too. though he was up millions, yes. he ended up in the hole like five hundred thousand dollars. Yes, had to basically declare bankruptcy, all that stuff. So he, if you look up, I think it's I think it's Forbes or New York Times or Wall Street Journal or something. If you look up, if you just look up the the phrase, the fall of the day trader. I think that's what yeah. it was. The fall of the day trader. <clears throat> His name is Craig Mazeska. He'll come up in that article. Yeah, I had a. That's my a, cousin. I had a uh, an acquaintance. He's a former Marine who became a teacher. I think he's now like a principal or a superintendent or something like that of a school. Okay. Um, but he basically had to declare bankruptcy, and he was like living high on the hog based on his investments. And then something happened where that changed, and then he ended up owing tons of money. Him. And uh but anyway, he still follows the stuff. He doesn't day trade like he used to because of that reason now for the taxes and stuff that that they implemented on day traders. Sure. They screwed over day traders big time with the taxes. Yeah. My uh again that acquaintance I he was a millionaire, like had a million dollars off day trading. Um lost a bunch of it, but then even after that loss still owed yeah. Hundreds of thousands. That's what happened. That's what happened to him. Yeah. Um, so because he had to pay the taxes on what he made, but he didn't get to basically write off what he write lost. off what he lost. Yeah. yeah, and that that was that's the thing. Something about the capital gains and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, he's uh, one of those guys um, that's listed. They wrote a whole story about him, basically. And uh, anyway, it's a Wall Street Journal. It was called Millionaire for a Moment, and it's basically about him. It's called One Investor Made Big Gains But Nearly Lost It All. That was the – that's the article. Um, 
So get so get to why. I mean, did he drop some hints that it's going to? Yes. Or? He he says that it's it's basically uh, if you have the ability right now, buy some Bitcoin right now. He follows this stuff still to this day. And even though he uh, doesn't do it like he used to, he still has a lot of his information and knows uh, some stuff. Okay. You just said, buy, wanna, buy Bitcoin now. Do you want to wrap this uh, so I'm probably going to read. Yep. I'm gonna We're at an hour and 20 minutes. So let's, uh, let's, what do we, conclusion. So, I mean, obviously, I, I, I think the straight from the barrel is phenomenal. I, I mean, the, the gold 100% is, agree. the gold is pretty close. I don't think it's pretty close. I think I, the gold is really good. I think it's good, but yeah. I think the straight from the barrel is phenomenal. Yeah. And Big I only difference. I only say Phenomenal. that because of the proof. Like Yeah, but that's that's a yeah. huge part of it. Like we talk about this all the time with bourbon. You take the same cask and you just lower it and lower it and lower it and, and at some point you find an amazing sure. taste point. Yeah. I feel like this straight from the barrel is that. It is that, right? Do you now. think it's a daily drinker though? No. I mean I don't. I, I feel <laughs> like you if the gold if was I had accessible, it single, yeah. If I, the gold was accessible, it listen, could be like a great daily. If the straight drinker. from the barrel was accessible, I would drink it daily. I don't know that I would. I, don't, I think the I don't gold care that it's the gold would be a daily drinker for I'm me. Not yeah. gonna, I'm not going to have two of them a night. I'd yeah. have one. Yeah. I'd have one and I think sip that's what we. Slowly. I think that's what we mean by a daily drinker that you multiples can, in an evening. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In that in that sense, I would say yes. Gold. Sure. Gold. Yeah. The gold is of the of this lineup. The gold would be the most daily drinker. But I would I would drink that straight from the barrel. I, I mean, daily. I think straight yeah. from the barrel is like a clear winner in this, right? I don't yeah. think any of us are saying that it's bad overall. Yes. But it's also. Um, it's a very like unique. It's a very it's um, very high proof. Very yeah. high. Yes. Yeah. This was fun. I enjoyed this. Boys, it's good night. Hey, one word on the count of three. We're all gonna say it. Three, two, one. Plans. Oh, I think it's you're such an asshole. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thank you for joining us on yet another hunt for great bourbon. Please give us a five-star review anywhere you are listening. But if you can't, leave some constructive criticism in the review so that we can get better at improving our show. Good reviews help us bring better guests on for your listening pleasure, not mine. But until then, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. <laughs>